Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to College Football Weekly once again. Today is September 14th. I'm your host, Will Chambers. As always, to my left, Tyler Walgie. Tyler? Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello William. Hello. Ryan Smith, producer Smitty in the house. How's it going, bros? He's here. We're, Hello. We're good, man. Uh... We're back. College football. I, I feel like I've said it actually every intro to every show so far. College football is back. But I feel like this was the first time it actually really, really, really feels back. And I'll tell you why. It's because on Saturday, I had a wild ride with a parlay bet. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, I love parlay bets. Tyler, since he's a professional better, hates him. And he always uh, he loves to school me on the knowledge of why I don't have parlay bets. 55 to 30. That's... Uh, <laughs> So, yes, we need to talk about this. For, Tyler. For those listening right now, I'm <laughs> holding up the bet board, and it has the score of the uh, BYU-Navy BYU game, which mm-hmm. was 55-3. to three. Yes, yes, which Tyler predicted, if you didn't know. Not only did he say that he would take <laughs> BYU plus one, he said, I will take them plus 55 or minus, minus 54. Now, uh, remind me, the way we do our scoring it's not overall record. It's how much you win by, right? So it's how much you cover by. <laughs> you don't get to change so these I'm rules, up, sir. So I'm up 54 points That's right now. Horse right? Shit. That's horseshit. That's <laughs> horseshit. Tyler is up one nothing on the bet board. Congratulations. Well earned, by the way. Uh, that was from, you know, we recorded on Monday of last week. So that was actually last week's game or two weeks ago's games or whatever. That was week one. And uh, yeah, BYU destroyed Navy. Like Navy at home, too. Like in Annapolis, uh, and then it came. Here's the thing that pissed me off the most. Obviously, losing a bet board game, even by you know 50 points, is bad. But then I saw the report afterwards that uh, Navy coach uh, Smitty can you help me out there. Sal- Kalani Sataki, or is that the BYU coach? Coach, I ain't that, that's that's our boy from BYU. Yeah. Um, Let's Navy, see. Ken. Oh yeah, uh, Nimatolo. Nia Matalolo. I believe it's Nia Matalolo. Nia Matalolo. Nia Matalolo. I like that. that Say that three times fast. Ken Nia Matalolo. So he said it came out afterwards that they weren't even having full contact practices at all leading up to the game. Really? Because of COVID, right? They like didn't want to. And then afterwards he said, yeah, we're going to hit again at practice. (laughs) And so (laughs) that makes me nervous for more like first game of the year. Like what, hopefully if there are other coaches of programs out there that are doing, that were doing the same thing. It's some hot coffee. Uh, They were doing the same thing and not tackling with pads on. Hopefully they saw that and said, yeah, we turns out practicing tackling is kind of important. We don't. And it, not that it would have made a difference, by the way. BYU clearly the better team, but maybe Navy could have got a touchdown or a stop like one time. <laughs> no. I don't know. And and here's the thing. I I think that we should all take away from that game. What ended up happening throughout the course of that game is BYU just kind of made Navy give up. I truly believe if they played ten times, it wouldn't be fifty-five-three every time. But right. you're right with the combination of the tackling, the lack of experience with the new quarterback, even though he's a senior with, with Navy. Yeah, you need those reps. You need that practice. So For after sure. you heard that, you're like, okay, but well, that's probably why. Yeah, and you're right. Like it, it was twenty-one nothing so fast that. Uh, Will you turn my overall volume up a little bit? I like to hear my turn my headphones up. Yeah, no, no, not even the headphones. Just uh, yeah, yeah, that's a little good. Thanks, dude. Um, thanks. Yeah, just rolling the fly. We don't. Yeah, we're good. We're going in raw. No Um, editing. We're good. (laughs) And so, uh, yeah, like 
they, they were just up 21 nothing so fast. So the like literally 10 minutes into the game, I was like, Tyler got his first bet board victory. <laughs> yeah. Navy has no chance because especially any any uh, option team, any of these service academy teams, those teams are not built to come back from behind, right? They're built to exactly. get an early lead hold and then hold the ball, They're like play the tough Stars. defense. <laughs> yeah, and so. Uh, that was disappointing. So Tyler <laughs> does start off the season with the first bet board victory. Congratulations to you, sir. You're Thank you. well earned. We'll get used to it. I mean, it's hey. Thank you, Gallery. Thank you, Gallery. Well, let's not forget that he <laughs> jumped out to a huge early season lead, and it was close at the end last year. Uh-huh. So w- things are far from over, and hopefully, we'll continue to have lots of bets that we disagree on. Yes, because I yes. want that bet board victory. Um, but what what I was saying to open up the show about what how I knew college football was officially officially back is that. The parlay. I had the parlay bet that like led me on the most wild <laughs> emotional ride of of my whole day Saturday, and it was I don't know if you if you know it, this wasn't the marquee matchup. Not many people might have seen the uh, UTSA University of Texas San Antonio versus Texas State. Oh game. yeah, I did. I had some money it on that game. It was nuts. Yeah. Okay, so I had I had a parlay. I'm trying to remember who else was. Who'd in you it. have? Um, I had Texas State. I had them too. Yeah. Okay. How wild was that? Because they, <laughs> that first crazy. of all, they get down. They were down like, I think, three touchdowns at one point in the second and third quarter. They climb all the way back. I, they, I had them, you know. But it's not just, I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's not just they were down. It's how they were down, right? They were down like 28, 24, 20 or points or so around yeah. there. Then they come back, right, long right, right. drive, yes. long 10-minute drive. They to. have momentum. Right, and then, and then, they then it goes right crazy. Up. It ended up being the craziest <laughs> right game of the up. day. And yeah. so what happened is is I had it on the – I usually have two TVs and then a third game on my computer, right? And I tend to prioritize those based on bets or the most popular game or whatever. And I ended up having that game on the computer. And so I wasn't – once they were down, I wasn't really paying attention to it anymore. And then all of a sudden I look over, and Texas State, the Bobcats, are, are only down uh, – seven or they're down 14 and they go and score and they're now they're down seven and it's like it's it's like uh maybe eight minutes left in the fourth and i was like oh my gosh they have a chance they get the ball back again they're they're driving they're, i think there's about four minutes left and they throw this brutal pick six with four minutes <laughs> yeah, left yeah. now they're back down 14 i was yes. like it's over they definitely can't do it i stopped watching again i look over like two seconds later and they're they've scored now again to, to be back down seven with two minutes to go they have all three timeouts i'm like oh my god they can do this they get the stop against UTSA. They score. Uh, they're now. Oh, they're, they're only down six. Sorry. They get the stop. They get the ball back. They score with like 49 seconds left to tie it up. The, the six point touchdown and the kicker misses. He misses the extra point that would have given them the lead. Going that would have won them the game. So I'm freaking out at this point. It goes to overtime. Keep in mind, this is Texas State UTSA. Yes, but it was a great game, though. <laughs> college football is back. And yeah, seriously, <laughs> th- th- that is the mark of college football when like small programs exactly. make an awesome game. So that ends up going to overtime. Uh, it goes to double overtime. And then once again, I, f- I feel bad for this kid, but the Texas State <laughs> kicker misses the field goal uh, to go up three, and then UTSA gets the ball uh, second in that second overtime, and they kick field goal and win it. So that poor kicker Crazy. lost his lost the game for them twice, twice, twice. and lost me because I just had a money line. I think they were favored by two and a half, but all yeah. all I needed was the money line that blew up my parlay. But that emotional roller coaster of like my I thought my bet was done in the second quarter, and Isn't then they're great? coming back, and I'm like where. I still have a chance. Then the pick six, <laughs> like it, I was just up and down that whole time. I had a friend over watching the games, and she was just like, "This is insane!" Like she she had never seen something like that before. And so the emotional ride of gambling on college football, to me, that was like, yes, we are back. That's what that's what's fun about it, and that's why some people 
regrettably so, get so hooked on it, I right? Know, it's because it's that rush <laughs> of true. adrenaline and emotion, it and it's the real. ups and downs. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Be smart with your money. When, when, uh, when that loses the parlay for you, that's always tough. Brutal, brutal. Yeah. And we will get into recapping last week's games, but first we wanted to touch on some uh, college football news. I had I had a quite a weekend with my bookie too. So. Oh yeah, do you want to get into it now or later? I mean, I mean, it's just it's not really much. It, it's just look, man, it's so hyperbole, and people always talk about this. Bookies are bad, but you know, I listen to this one uh, guy who does some podcasts from Las Vegas, and it's like uh, bookies are bad, bookies. But you think it's just something that people say as like a part of betting. You know, it's right. the fun. They're it's the guys getting there. the money. The guys yeah. getting the money. But dude. I, I've met, I've not in my entire career met one bookie who's like a good guy. You know, I'm sure they're out there, but they're like all, even even a book by Chris Andrews, who works right now at the South Point in Las Vegas, he admits, he's like, look, we're bookies. We always, we, we, we don't make a bet unless we have minus 110, right? Of course. I mean, minus 110 is a very difficult thing to beat, and they do a whole bunch of stuff on top of that, but I deal with all different kinds of bookies. Now, the good thing about what's happening today in 2020 is most books are big, like FanDuel or DraftKings right. or those, and they're dealing with millions of dollars. So I can sort of hide with my bet size and things like that, and I still think they're building a profile on me, but they don't know yet, right? Right. That's different than like a smaller bookie. Now, I use one bookie who's an independent guy. He lives in Alaska. He's by referral only, and my whole relationship with him has been good. I've used him now for several years. But the thing is, when you have a, a smaller bookie who doesn't have many clients, it's just a matter of time until one of you is going to run out of money. Right. Because that's the thing is when you do this for a job and you rely on income, you're battling, it, you're jockeying with the, with the bookies always for the edge, right? What most people do is they have a, another job and they do this for fun. So they just waste their money from their salary on this. So that's right. how that money keeps going. But for me, it's just me against my bookie all the time. And so... He said, because I won on Saturday, and I won again on Sunday, and so we, we do Venmo to pay each other. Right. And he told me, he's like, hey, man, we're going to have to talk, to, uh, talk about something. It's, uh, um, th- th- this is too many transactions for my comfort level. I see, because he just, doesn't want like to pop up on people's radar. Or I what? don't. I think it's less that and more that I'm just taking his fucking money. Interesting. And that he doesn't like it. And he's like, hey, I don't like you betting with me well I, I i don't doubt that at all because i know i mean look you you do this for a living so clearly you win a lot and i don't doubt that at all however you know i, I don't know i don't know this guy at all obviously but i do know of stories where people have gotten like banned from venmo or cash app or stuff like that because they are like w- once you get too many transactions too much money that like they start to monitor that stuff it could so maybe been. it's it true but been because it, we only you guys had have been like doing this for a while though for years and years and we only had about five he's he's only sent me about five transactions in the last like month to five weeks right that's not and it's not a huge amount of money so right. i highly doubt it's venmo or any of that and he would tell me if that was that right because right. he wants to keep his business going right and so that's the thing is, look, a lot of people lose money, but these books know when you're losing money the right way or the wrong way. And they can, like, I can look at a bet and know if it's good or bad a lot of the time. They can also do the same thing. So they know you don't have to be making a million dollars for them to understand you're making a lot of good bets or right. you're betting a lot of hot games before they move or a lot, those, those type of things. So right. it was kind of stressful for a lot of my weekend. Actually, it bled into today. For like half of today, I finally heard from him and got paid, but I didn't even know if I was going to end up with my money. Yeah. I well, was, I and, was, yeah, that's tough for you because you're, I know you have to have like multiple accounts. You know, I have like fifteen. That yeah, because like all, all the different books. I saw that like five dimes shut down they're their down, stuff yeah, because they're so. trying to get into the legalized stuff, yeah. so they have to stop doing illegal. But anyway, it was just you know it was a good weekend for me, but 
Don't let them ever. The books, they run marketing campaigns. They have Twitter accounts. They try and be everyone's fucking friend. The minute they realize you're not just everyone else and you could potentially take any of their money, they just cut you off. It's it's, a business. It's just, it it, it pisses me off though, you know, because they... They act like they're so fucking, you know, they are, they're always getting the brunt end of it. It's like, dude, you guys charge minus 110. You work with every advantage out there. It's right. like they're working with every built-in advantage. The fact that I can beat them, instead of them getting better or hiring better handicappers, they would just prefer to kick me out. Yeah. So it's, it's And if it was so bad and they were just always getting their dick kicked in, they wouldn't be in business in the first place. Well, but that's the thing. Is, let, let's like say it's clearly you go, profitable. Let, let, let's say you win $10,000 from DraftKings in a month. They can go one of two ways. They can ban you, or they can say, well, he's either profitable, like 0.2% of betters, or right. he's like 99.8, and he's won 10 grand, which means he's probably got some money to spend. Let's keep him around. They give, give him more yeah. bonuses. That's why if you went to, that's why they're going to give you things. They're going to give you comps. They're gonna, they want you coming back, right? Right. But once they have an idea that, wait, he may have a bit of an edge, they're done. So anyway, I, I didn't mean to make it a whole thing, but it's important to remember, you know, if you are doing a good job or winning money, you know, Get, make sure you can get paid. Yeah, Billy Walters sure. used to say that, and I never thought it was that important. But Billy it, Walters, it's very important. Son of Barbara. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> uh, the news we were going to get into. So nothing is official yet, and we talked about this last week. There was like this momentum building. All these sources talking about the Big Ten maybe coming back. Now uh, that stuff has even further progressed. Uh, there have been reports that they had meetings on Saturday and Sunday. We're recording this Monday, the fourteenth that the Big Ten was was meeting again. The presidents and the chancellors were going to meet and maybe have a re-vote on whether they were going to play football and start in October. A re-vote. A re- yeah. Everything we did in the past doesn't mean. Yeah. doesn't have oh, any Oh, we saw grounds. everyone else doing it, and it works fine. <laughs> right. Now we feel stupid. And then now, just today, like just an hour ago, Smitty brought this to our attention, is that the Pac- there's rumors now the Pac-12 is they're going to return to play as soon as, as November. Uh, and, and once again, it out seems here. like they are following the Big Ten's play here. Once again, the Pac-12 just unwilling to make any decision for themselves, apparently. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. like the Big, the Big Ten at least makes their bad decisions by themselves. But uh, yeah, I mean, I at this point, my hopes are so sky high that if it doesn't happen, I will legitimately be heartbroken and probably cry. And I saw another. I saw a report today that actually made me want to cry. And it's nothing official. Dan Patrick tweeted out, or like the Dan Patrick show that. The he said his sources said the Big Ten is going to play starting I think October seventeenth, but that Michigan and Michigan State are not going to play. They're like gonna, why? I don't know. Maybe it's because the school presidents there still think it's too dangerous. It could have something to do with the governor not wanting them to play. If like it's they, both in the Michigan state and Michigan, Michigan State, I would highly assume it's something like that with the governor. Maybe I mean I don't know, but it basically they, they, it wasn't just them. It was like Maryland wasn't in, included in that list. They might not play. Maryland's a weird state, and so you might get a Big Ten. Like a season that only has like the ones that were for sure everyone knows is going to come back was like Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio State, uh, Indiana, and I think like Wisconsin. Those are like for sure they're playing if they can. And so if the Big Ten comes back and Michigan doesn't come back, I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so fucking mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna lo- yeah, I'm lose man. my shit. I I understand. I mean you love Michigan. Like yeah. I love the Buffs. Like Ryan loves the Buffs. I right. mean the the one thing honestly. I don't know how you feel about the Big Ten because Michigan's been in the Big Ten for decades. For, you know, forever. Yeah. CU transitioned from the Big 8 to the Big 12. Well, when the Big 12 transitioned. So CU didn't transition. But right. then they went to the Pac-12. You know? right. So for me, I, I 
it's weird. I don't know how you feel, Ryan. I still kind of feel like CU's like getting integrated with the Pac-12. Like they don't mean that much to me. I wouldn't care one lick as long as CU plays this year. Right. That's all I care about. So kind of on your level, it's like who cares if the rest of the Big Ten's playing? It's all about for you, right. Michigan. So, so I was just thinking, um, and, and this is just completely, you know, put your tinfoil hat on. Love it. Um, if if these teams in the Big Ten are saying that they aren't going to play, um, wouldn't you think of between COVID, wildfires, that there's going to be a good amount of teams that don't play in the Pac-12? Yeah, definitely. And now we're just kind of creating a conference all oh, on their own to where, you know, how Notre Dame came into the ACC. Right. Now, since if they're going to start – in around the same time interesting could we see where it's you know it's it's kind of a they call it the big pack there you go yeah i don't know i mean i i think my initial reaction would be they wouldn't do it because the only reason why the conferences switch to conference only is because they're trying to limit travel with COVID. i think but that would be awesome like if if the teams that because my guess is that you're probably right i do think that if the pac-12 comes back you're going to see schools that opt out um, especially with everything going on in California with the wildfires, like well, yeah, said, the state of California's on fire, burning down. Yeah, Got for sure, it's crazy. Down. And like, there's going to be teams that can't even play because this, like, the air quality is so bad because of the smoke. And so that, you know, th- my first thought would be that would be awesome. Imagine if like Oregon and and Ohio State and actually end up playing this year like they were supposed to. That would be cool. I don't think that will happen. But like, the funny thing is that you said you don't care if the Pac-12 plays. Like, I want to see Big Ten football, even though. Like, you know, not having Michigan play, yeah, I don't have to watch them, like, you know, completely fucking destroy uh, or watch Ohio State c- completely destroy Michigan. Uh, it still sucks. Like, I want to watch I want to watch Ohio State play just as a college football fan. I want as many schools to be back as yeah. a football fan, but if it's, like, down to it... Oh, no, you're right. I just yes. want the buffs. And, and I was relating it to your situation where all of the Big Ten would come back but those two schools. Right. If all of the Pac-12 came back but, like, CU and Utah... That would mean nothing to me. Right. I'd be like, that sucks. That makes it worse. Yeah. I mean, I'd still be all for it just because I want the college football. Like, on Saturday, we had, you know, what what should have been Pac-12 after dark was like Big 12 after dark. It was the Kansas Coastal Carolina It was like Big 12 at sunset. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I just want want a regular, you know, as close to a regular season as we're going to get, which we're not going to get, even though we had a lot of fans in the Clemson stands and all that. Um, but we had a lot of fans in the Clemson stands. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm an accidental rapper. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll see. You know, things could happen while we're recording this. Some news might break. My guess is that by next week, we're going to know a lot more about what's happening with the Big Ten. Dude, we say that every week. But I, I, things are just progressing so fast with the Big Ten. I do think a week from today, there will probably be a definitive start date of when those teams are coming back. And we'll right, know if right. Michigan is going to play or not. I hope so. Um, well, th- I, I think the fact that we haven't heard anything from the Pac-12 up to this point, right? I think that's a big push as far as what we might hear in the very near future. Yeah. 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 That's true. Let's uh, hope so. N- uh, other news I had here, uh, Southern Miss coach Jay Hobson, he just quit after they lost their week one game. He wasn't fired. He's, he resigned. They lost to South Alabama, which is not – uh, not something good, not something you want. They they had struggled last year, but the weird thing is, like, I, I guess he he had a bad relationship with the athletic director. And I like Southern Miss's colors and jerseys. Yeah, I me like too. Their, their helmets yeah. are sweet. Yeah. Um, and so I guess they kind of had a bad last uh, bad year last year, and so he might have been on the hot seat. And then they lose to uh to South Alabama week one, and he just abruptly resigned. So I don't know if that means he got scolded by his ad or he just said whatever i'm out but that's weird there's times when coaches get fired mid-season a guy quitting in the middle of the season 
almost never happens. Yeah, nothing like when the when the going gets tough after one week, just leaving. Yeah, I mean, it's always I know, always I know the that best South Alabama South Alabama is not ideal for teams you want to lose to at home. The Jaguars, right? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. South Alabama Jaguars. Yeah, so they lost to that. Uh, another piece of news came out just today. Air Force announced they are going to play Army and Navy. Love so it. Love Air it. Force part of the Mountain West. They had canceled the Mountain West season. So Air Force is just going to play the two games. Air Force is by far the – wait, that's their whole schedule? That's Yeah, because the Mountain West canceled football, but they're going to let – I don't know if it's because they're like military-affiliated. Right. They're going to let Air Force compete for <laughs> – How about what, that? I think it's called the Commander's Trophy. Is that what it is? It's the it's, – it's, they award it every year to the best – The Commander-in-Chief Trophy. Commander-in-Chief Trophy. Thank you. Uh, they they get to compete for that, so they're going to play Navy. They're going to play Navy at home on October third, and then they're going on the road at Army November seventh. I got. I mean, they should be favorites in both games. Really, I'm going to fade them both because Why? because by that time Navy will have played four games probably. Uh, even though Navy didn't look good, yeah. uh, Air Force is going to go in without any ex- game experience at all, and then they have another six weeks off before they play Army once again. I, like I'm I'm hoping that. That Air Force, I think they should be favored in both those games. Just from, uh, from I think they're a better team, but I'm going to be fading them in both those games. I think that's going to be my. Yeah, we'll see. If I'm not sure. You bring up a good point. You bring up a very there. good point. I mean, just especially two with game those types season, of that's brutal. That's yeah. hard for those. And we just talked about it. Like with Navy, what do they need to? They need to get into their right. their groove, their rhythm. And so. they already know what they're preparing for. It's the same. If they all run the option, right? It's not like yeah. that much extra prep. But Air can Force make that, is just the most consistent by far. Hasn't uh, is isn't Troy Calhoun? They're still their yes. head coach still. Yeah, and he had a great year last year. They won yeah. the Mountain West last I don't year, know. or they went to the championship game. They might have lost to San Diego State. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, great. We'll team. see what those lines come out at. I always root for the Zoomies. You know, we're here in Denver. Zoomies. And they're just down in Colorado. Let me get some Zoomies drinking this coffee right well, now. When was the last time that you went to an Air Force game? It's been years. Yeah, me too. I went. The last one I went to was actually in middle school. I went and saw Notre Dame there. Okay. Um, and uh, it's always cool to go to uh, service academy games because like the cadets all do push-ups for the scores, and they do a flyover, and they have paratroopers parachute down to the middle of the field before the game. It's fun. It's cool. I feel like if I didn't get into media, that's what I would do is paratroop. You'd parat- be in the Air Force? Well, I would just be a parachute trooper. Parachute trooper. Paratroop <laughs> Paratrooper. Yeah. I think paratrooper. you have to get into the Air, Fo- Air Force first. Yeah. See, you don't... Unless you're really good. You this is the guy, Tyler Walger here, doesn't like to <laughs> camp, doesn't like to do... Anything. Imagine imagine you in boot camp. If I like to camp, <laughs> you know what I would do? If I like to camp, it, it's no question. I would go on Survivor. Man, I would be like the ultimate Survivor. That's not even really camping. That's just like they're naked. And I know, they, but it's, they, they're they, not they, naked. They're secretly getting Lara bars behind cameras and stuff. Come on. Oh no! They're not naked. It's not naked and afraid. They're wearing like loincloths and dude. Shit. They're not. <laughs> they're wearing clothes. <laughs> Have you ever seen it? It's, I haven't dude, watched Survivor since like the first season in the '90s. I love Survivor. It's one of my favorite shows, and it's not still camping, but it's like too. I wouldn't last for 39 days out there. I'd You'd be good get at voted off else. the island real fast. No way, because <laughs> I'm not the people who get voted off first, or even the, the people who overly strategize and, put, and make a target, or like those like oh. the dudes who look like they just got off an NFL field. So you rope like, a dope. That dude's massive. He's a threat. Where you do the rope a dope, where you play dumb at first, and then you, you want to you want to hide back and and be a chameleon for the first like six votes. Okay. Okay. Then once you're down to 13, 14 people, then you can start to play your game before the merge. Then you've got five or so votes before the merge. Then it's anyone's game. Then then it's a solo game. Is so, there a romance involved? 
involved? Like, do they ever have couples that form no, out in these a couple, jungles? Like, like 10 seasons ago, some people banged out there, and it was pretty obvious. There was one season. The, <laughs> the smell. There was one season where they uh, put where they put out a, uh, a like an outhouse out there. They called it Ca- uh, Casa del Charmin. <laughs> Casa del Charmin. Yeah, so people, they gave them real toilet paper. They did That's for like nice. one season, and it didn't They're not work. wiping with People were banging in there, drinking wine from a reward in there. But I think they like secretly getting Italian to, food when the cameras are off. That's what oh, I think. Oh, dude. No, they, you should see this one dude lost like 70 pounds over 39 days out there. Big Tom. Dang. Or Todd. Tom, I forget. It was a while ago. Not but so big. They lose a lot. <laughs> I know, right? Good for Big but, Todd. But uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, I'm, just, I'm sure like Survivor is one of the bigger shows. Today. It is. It's just yeah. not. Yeah, those aren't my kind of shows. I think I was, oh, yo, I just confused yo, it yo, with, yo, uh, yo. <laughs> I confused it with, uh, <laughs> With uh, Naked and Afraid, which is one where it's like Everyone two people always out. confuses those two shows. I don't get it. Because it's so the same different. thing. It's people no, out in the jungle Survivor have to survive. Survivor is closer to Big Brother than it is Naked and Afraid. Well, yeah. What do you like, mean, well, yeah? But, but, you but they're also just out surviving in the wilderness. It's the same thing, kind of. It's the same idea. I know there's like challenges on Survivor, and in Naked and Afraid, it's just like, you got to make a shelter. What do you yeah, got, Yeah, so Survivor is just a, it's a survival game show. Naked and Afraid is, they just leave you out there. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's Survivor. It's a it's a game show built around surviving. Like I feel like they took the idea of like a big Big Brother where you're voting people out, and they just put them on an island with no food to make them like more to to make them more stressed out to make for yeah, more good TV. Make them hungry. Yeah, make them hungry. <laughs> and they're off. all hangry the whole yeah. time. That is good TV. <laughs> it's so good too. Imagine like, if you hadn't eaten in 18 hours oh, and you're like, there's no shelter. For some of them, they haven't eaten in like four days. And I have days. to vote which person I hate the most here. Like, yeah, very angry. It's so is that Big too. Todd? Did you look him up? Big Tom. Yeah, that's him. That's Big, Big Tom. Tom. He, dude, he lost like 70 pounds on Survivor. Good for him. Look at him in, in, the, in the bandana right there, Ryan. In the blue bandana up one. That's him at the very beginning. So they don't give him sunscreen. Huh? Oh, by the end, man. <laughs> if you're watching, you can't by see. By the end, he looked like this me. Dude, this dude is a big fellow. He's an older gentleman with a white goatee, and he is sunburnt. All right. That guy has not spent a lot of time yeah, in the just, sun. Just look sure. up Big Tom Survivor. You'll see. You know what's funny is I, I never – those really aren't my kind of show. Same thing with Naked and Afraid. But one time, I just happened to be scrolling channels, and I turned it on. And I had seen like a couple episodes in the past. But this one was especially funny because what it usually is, it's like a, a man and a woman, and they've never seen each other before. They end up like meeting naked out in the woods, and they're like, now we have to survive as like a team, right? And so the best part about this particular one is that it, these guys didn't know, but they were pairing up two guys together, right? <laughs> and and the funny part is that, you know, like secretly both these guys were like, well, this is going to suck, but at least I'm going to spend my whole, you know, next 48 hours with some naked chick. <laughs> and they both see each other, and they were both like, well, I didn't, uh, this is a bit of a surprise. It was so funny. They both, they like fist bumped and they were like, no, this will be great, bro. You could tell they're both like, damn it. Like really thought that I would see like boobs and not another penis. Um, so that was, that, that show is special. Um, not okay, for me though. Not, yeah. not my kind of thing. Uh, uh, you, you like Rick and Morty? I love Rick and Morty. I like Morty. Rick and Morty too. Yeah, dude, Squanch. Yeah, Squanch. I just started watching uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm too. Oh yeah, great show. Yeah. Larry David's a legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right. I didn't have any. Do you have any other news you wanted to touch on before we uh talk about last week's games? No. 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 Got none? No. All right. So we should wrap up. So last week we had a pretty full slate of college football. I was able to watch almost all day, like I usually would. Um, and obviously, uh, we didn't have anything on the bet board, but we did give out some picks. I've got my against the spread pick here on the message board behind me. If you're not 
watching on YouTube, you can see I'm now three and three against the spread so far this year with my picks that have given out. I only gave out one while we wrapped up the show last week, right? Yeah, you gave out like it wasn't even. It was, it was like a lean. It was really. a lean. It was a lean. It was uh, and it was a winner. Or, or no, sorry, it wasn't. Uh, you picked uh, Iowa State. And no, no, I picked Wake Forest plus thirty four and a half. Oh, that's right. Ryan, yes. what was the score of the Wake co- Forest they covered. game? They covered. Okay. Uh, Wake Forest did. Okay. Clemson did not win by enough. There you go. It was thirty seven to thirteen. So they covered the thirty four. I gave out uh North Carolina covering against um <laughs> Try that. shoot, who are they? Syracuse. Syracuse, thank you. Uh, I couldn't Syracuse see it. It's small. Um, they beat Syracuse 31-6. So it was close at halftime. I was like, they might lose. They turned it on in the second half. That was a winner. I also gave out Louisville. I had a big bet on that one. They covered the spread um, against uh, Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. The Hilltoppers. And then the loss, I, I gave out uh, the over for Iowa State versus Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Not only did they go under, but Louisiana won outright. Oh, my They, they God. went to Iowa State upset them 31 to 14. Iowa State vaunted offense Brock Purdy a like talented receiver only scored 14 points Dude, against Louisiana. Your handicap was right. Like he, it's games like that where you can't get upset right. with yourself. You have to follow the process that got you to making that bet even though you lost. Yeah, Louisville scored 31. Keep doing it, man, if, because if, if it was Iowa correct. State even they could have lost and scored two more touchdowns. Right. Now, mind you, two of the touchdowns for Louisiana came on on special teams. They had a punt return and a kick return. It's okay. They were both What huge. was the over under? Uh, 57, and they ended up hitting 45. Louisiana uh, also missed two field goals. That's right, yeah. And I, so, I, really, Iowa State's offense looked terrible. That's Bro- so weird. You know, they, they did this last year, too. They started off slow against a uh, Division Two team. I think it was uh, Iowa or North, Southern, Iowa, uh, Southern Iowa or Northern Iowa, something One of like them, that. yeah. And they struggled. They barely pulled it out, one of the Iowas. And so, you know, I do think that they will get it together as they go because they did this last year, but... You know, if they wanted to, they really thought they could compete for the Big 12 this year. Not looking like that right now. I, and all respect to the Raging Cajuns, though. I only beat you by one or two games last year. Yeah. You know, one of the ones you lost was the future on Iowa State. I know. Yeah, yeah I know. I was big on Iowa State last year. That's why this year I didn't buy in on them so much. I still like Brock Purdy, and I think he's going to put up big numbers. But 14 points at home against Louisiana, who's not known for their defense Let anyway. Let me tell you something. It's pretty bad. That ain't going to cut it in the Big t- in the Big 12. No, it's not. No. Uh but speaking of Big 12, rough day for the middle and bottom of the Big 12. They had three teams lose, get upset all by Sunbelt teams. Oh. The Sunbelt had themselves a day. <laughs> so Louisiana, we said, beat Iowa State. Arkansas State upset Kansas State. Once again, Kansas State at home lost 35-31 to Arkansas State. And then the late night Kansas game. Kansas State did? Yeah, Kansas State wow. lost to Arkansas State. 35-31. Were they winning a lot of that game? I feel like I turned it yeah, off. Yeah, at State one was up. point they were up 28-14, wow. and they just they gave it all back. Um, Forgive me for not staying locked in Kansas State, Arkansas I know. State. But. Uh, and their team that I was big on, too, their their coach, Chris Kleiman, I really like a lot. I thought Kansas State, and they still might be. You know, These are just week one. You had a, <laughs> an altered offseason. What's season. their coach's name? Chris Kleiman. Oh, I thought you said Klein. Coach Klein? Coach Klein. Excuse me, Coach Klein. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then the late night game, Coastal Carolina destroyed <laughs> Kansas 38 38- 23, which is not – Kansas is bad. But the funny part is that they lost to Coastal Carolina last year. Kansas was a six-point favorite in this game. I almost put it on our on our picks for last week, but I was like, who wants to hear about Coastal Carolina and Kansas? And sure enough, Coastal Carolina, outright winner at Kansas, 38-23. So I, I would have probably taken Kansas. Sunbelt, dude. The Sunbelt stock is high, and uh, the Big 12, not good. So what can we take from this? I think there's a couple of things. First of all – we don't know what happened in terms of a 
schedule, right? A practice schedule. These coaches are pretty tight-lipped, whether they're doing a lot of hitting, a lot of practicing, or they're not doing much at all, right? We saw the Navy head coach. He didn't say anything until their first game was a loss. He's like, by the way. Weren't tackling. Didn't really tackle. I'm sure a lot of these schools, just a guess, okay? Just a guess. It could be small sample size. But based on this... Maybe those, uh, what is it? Big uh, 12. No. The, the Sunbelt? Uh, Sunbelt. Maybe those Sunbelt schools were just practicing more. Maybe. Here's maybe the thing, though, is that with Kansas, like, that's less miles. He's, he's an old school and dude. And it's Kansas, who they're, seems to be pretty, like, Kansas it's a state. is bad. I think they're just this. bad at football, and even less miles can't resurrect. Because if there's going to be one guy who's, like, probably going to think that the disease doesn't exist and he's going to have his players <laughs> hit as hard as anybody, it's going to be less miles, <laughs> right? right? Who I love, by the way. I love less. Also, man. side note, he, grass. he dyed his hair. Like, he had white hair at LSU, and now his hair is, like, auburn. It's, like, a dark, deep red, and it's, like, what are you doing, dude? Like, everyone knows that that's not your natural hair color. It's so weird. He's a weird guy, Oh, man. he's strange, man. I love him, though. The Mad Hatter. Yeah. yeah. Um, Notre Dame played Duke. That was actually a pretty good game. Notre Dame was favored, I think, by 20, 20 and a half, and a they did not cover. They beat Duke 27-13. That was a game I jumped on live as well. And then... Uh, Georgia Tech, FSU, Florida State. Total snoozer. It was at Florida State. It was uh, Georgia Tech beats Florida State, upsets them 16 to 13. Florida State, if you're a Florida State fan out there, I feel sorry for you. That was It was the most hideous game. They scored on the first drive uh, of the game. Looked like their offense was going to be great with the new head coach in there from uh, Mike Norvell from Memphis. Excuse, excuse me. Um, and we were like, oh, my God, they have an offense. This is great. And then everyone said, "Oh yeah, they have the maybe uh, they honestly might have the worst offensive line in all of in all of the Power Five or maybe the football like FBS. It was horrible. They couldn't protect that kid James Blackman. I feel really bad for him. How does Florida State not have an offensive line, dude? It, it's it's if you had been watching, like, it was hideous. It was like no, every play. I'm not doubting it. I'm right. just saying. Well, they haven't. For they're a like few one years. of the biggest schools in right. one of the biggest states of recruiting in the country. Yeah, no shit. Florida's huge for talent, and uh, they should be able to. What I think what it's happened five is just need five. things started to kind of crumble the last like year for Jimbo Fisher, and then it went really bad under Willie Taggart. And it's not getting any better anytime Willie soon. Willie Taggart, I just, I still, what's he doing these days? I think he's back at South Florida, pretty sure. What do you Willie guys Taggart. Yeah, if, if you watch that game, their defense looks loaded. For yeah, the they States. were really good. And I, 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 I counted probably f- three to five drop balls by Florida State receivers. Yep, yep. Blackman probably had three to four overthrown balls. Yep. He just didn't look comfortable, and he looks like he weighs about 110 pounds. Out yeah, there. really. He's a skinny dude. I think he's like 6'4 and a buck 90, which uh, <laughs> is not a lot for a guy who's 6'4, 6'5. The human slinky. And, yeah, I mean, I feel, ba- I feel bad for that kid because we don't even know if he could be good. He's literally running for his life every play. He's never comfortable. And you can't tell. Ryan was right. I mean, uh, Tamari Ontario, one of their star wide receivers, dropped like two big uh, deep balls. Um, poor guy, man. Like it, it was, it was awful to watch. Super ugly. I do think Mike Norvell will turn things around there, and I think that especially with an offense like why he, do you think that he's just an, he did a really good job at Memphis. I like his, I like you know, uh, he, he seems to be a guy that motivates his players and their defense. Like Smitty's right, their defense looked really good. Not that Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech is some offensive powerhouse, but they did their job. And if you had given them even like a half decent offensive line, they probably would have won that game. 30 to 13 or 30 to 16. I don't know. I look at it and I didn't watch much of this game. So I'll I'll rely on what you guys say for this one. But to me, it's like I see a roster full of people who are brought to Georgia Tech to run the triple option, just beat Florida State running a normal offense. With a ton of talent too. That's a 
huge. A ton of talent. That that's not a good look for Florida State, man. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was an ugly game. It was Pre- not, pretty not sure Georgia watch. Tech's quarterback was a freshman, true freshman. Yeah, too. true freshman. And there was a big rain delay in the middle, so you know maybe that had something to do with it too. But it was just ugly. It was very ugly from Florida State. Um, Oklahoma and Texas, couple of our interim teams. If our teams don't come back, they had blowout wins. OU played Missouri State, who's a nobody. They beat them forty-eight to nothing. Uh, Spencer Rattler's looking like probably the next Heisman uh, winning or Heisman you contending OU quarterback. You skeptical last week. Well, it's just because like he was the first non-transfer guy. And so, I mean, look, I told you that he probably would end up being a Heisman finalist. I just <laughs> didn't know if he would be as good as Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and, and then Jalen Hurts. But we're wrong. Like Lincoln, Lincoln, I mean, it's only Missouri State, but Lincoln Riley clearly knows how to get the most out of quarterbacks. Right. And he's got a cannon. He looked super sharp. Texas beat UTEP 59-3. to Uh... Sam Ellinger looked awesome. They they completely blew them out. Clemson, number one ranked team in the uh, country. We talked about them playing Wake Forest. They didn't cover, but they looked great. They honestly might have covered if not for the fact they pull all their starters. Yeah, I actually had a, a bet I placed. That goes into the line. I, you I know. Play Sixty for minutes. Sure. <laughs> oh, I, I I took uh I took home team under. So that mean I just needed Wake Forest to. It was twelve and a half. Oh, and, and they ended up at thirteen. They hit a field goal oh. or, or a touchdown at the end, and I knew it was coming because they just kept driving on all of Clemson's backups. And uh, the funny thing is, Wake Forest didn't even look that bad. Like they looked like they could beat Florida State for sure, but Clemson just looked sharp. Trevor Lawrence had three touchdowns. He looked, you know, how exactly how we know uh, he is. He's it was a good week. It's a good week. And then the big one, uh, Louisville, Western Kentucky. Louisville looks really good. I really like this Louisville team. Michael Cunningham. Had a great game. They scored a bunch of points on Western Kentucky, who's not an easy team. It's not just a uh, a, ro- uh, a team that rolls over for you. So they went 35-21, and then the one we mentioned before, the crazy double overtime game in Texas, 51-48 uh, UTSA Roadrunners. Good stuff, man. It yep. was a good week. Uh, moving on. We're going to play a we game are. again. Um, before we actually move on, I have yeah. one takeaway, and it's something that I think we should all look for in these next coming weeks. And yeah, it's sure. something I actually noticed in the NFL. Okay. I'm wondering how much it's going to translate to a college football, and I'm wondering how much college football coaches are going to notice this in the NFL and try and implement it. But one thing I noticed is that Aaron Rodgers, I think they were on the road at Minnesota. May have been at home, may have been on the road. Doesn't matter. I think he was on the road, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He was using his hard count very effectively on the road. Oh, because it's quiet. The hard count on the road is something these guys have never had the luxury of doing before. So now I'm wondering in college, are we going to see some of these quarterbacks really trying to utilize that hard count with no one in the stands? I hope so. I don't know how good, I don't know how many college quarterbacks you've seen are like really good at that but that they may be a new to. skill that yeah, they're acquiring right. that they're they going to use in the nfl they so definitely should. it's under it's underdone right now in college because what do they do in college a lot of schools they line up clap the hands look over to the sideline get to play right right so right. so this is i think it's good for nfl development and it's going to be a good x's nose tactic you know from the give field, a hard so. clap is there such thing as that <laughs> right a maybe clap. Clap well, they do that, hard. you know they, a lot of schools do like the fake the, clap, oh yeah they try to fake they, them yeah, out and then yeah. they'll do that but i do love that again no fans football is going to be greatly impacted so look for that moving forward how much does yeah. that does that play a part so. it has been weird too yeah. like a couple of them had cheerleaders in the stands and like the band in the stands spread out it does suck without the fans but like once you're like focused on the game like it doesn't seem like it's affecting too many of the players that much like they clearly are going right. out they're trying hard they want to win, but it does seem like it has like kind of a scrimmage feel. Which you know sucks. what I love? I've heard a couple of radio shows today, a couple of podcasts. You know, when I played high school, 
I didn't really notice the fans, so... Yeah, that's definitely the same <laughs> thing. Like, I'm sure you playing high school in the middle of Indiana is the <laughs> right? same as like playing at Clemson. Exactly, on, but me, Aaron Rodgers was... Break. He was talking about it. I heard an interview, and he's like, it's weird. Like, I'm sure it's weird Like after the play's over. Right. When you're going, I'm sure you don't notice. You're like into the game. In the play, you know? yeah. right. Yeah, because sure well, in the NFL, they're piping in a little bit of crowd noise, too. It's not much. Is that it's in just the, like in chatter. thing? It's not... Yeah, they're, they're, they have like a decibel limit, and, and it's in not the, in college, in the, but just in the pros. Stadium. They have like 70 decibels, which is really like crowd chatter. That's like just the noise you'd hear while everyone's kind of active and doing stuff. But it is like it just sucks. It sucks. There's no fans. Like I'm at the point where I want football to be normal so bad that like if they were to come out with a vaccine tomorrow where they were like, this has a 10% chance of curing coronavirus and a 20% chance that you go blind. I'd be like, shoot it in my face oh twice God. like give me i'll take all the needles i'll be the, the the guinea pig i just want college football to be normal if it would yeah. get michigan playing and all that stuff yeah like stab me with it i don't know if i'd go Let's that far it. but i want it back man I want it back. <laughs> it's like a lot of medicine today you know it's like a medicine for like you know nail regrowth and mm-hmm. it's like side effects are heart disease oh, yeah. Death. <laughs> exactly yeah you could have Mad diarrhea for disease. the rest of your life but <laughs> Yeah. All right. Should um, we play the game? Yeah. So we last week we did. What does Tyler know? We're gonna switch it up this week. Uh, we got trivia questions for me. We're gonna see what Will knows. Yeah. So for for those who are just joining us this week, uh, we played a game last week. Will always claims that he's going to be a future Jeopardy star. Future so Jeopardy champion. He champion. Excuse me. So he kind of gave me a bit of a jeopardy like test last week i think i did pretty well you did very well and it was like a, a random mix it of was stuff, random right? right so so i have a few questions for you yeah. this week now they may be a little tougher than mine so i want to go out and say <laughs> okay. well I, I i didn't make them hard because the last thing that's good for content and we'll be honest here is for me to give you five questions where you go oh uh, i don't know right that's yeah, not what course, anybody wants so i tried to make no, it a I mean, nice I like mix this. i like this of yeah. challenging and, and what you might know some are definitely going to be easier than others okay. but also it's it's just i don't know your background and what you've done before and what you've listened to or liked so let's start off I'm with a this. man of many uh knowledges name three hootie and the blowfish songs <laughs> oh boy okay okay the hook that, that's one, right? No. Yes, it is. No, the hook it's is... Blues uh, Traveler. Yeah, Blues, Blues Travelers, Travelers, yeah. Traveler. Shit. Those are the same thing, right? <laughs> Wait, Hootie and the Blowfish. Um... <laughs> Damn, I don't know that oh, I can name no. one. That's not my genre. See, I didn't know. Uh, wait, wait, no, it's okay. Hang on. Uh, We're right. We give me a hint on one. We can see this. Give me a hint on one. Yeah. Give me a hint on one. Like, like sing it for me or something without giving away uh, the words. This will be fun, well, too. Uh, they, their words are always <laughs> their main parts of the songs. Uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. Um, God, I just keep... All I can hear in my head is Blue Let her Let her cry. Yep. Okay, I know There's that one. There's one. Let her cry. cry. All right, Um. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's all I Dun. got. <laughs> that's all I got. Uh, I only want to be with you. Oh, I want to be with yeah. you. See, now I do know these songs, but I just couldn't do, do, think of it. But that's what Jeopardy's that's, uh, all about. That's Darius Rucker, right? That's yeah. his band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. And then give me a third. Uh, Ryan, can you... T- I mean, uh, off the top of my head. Songs. Oh, you don't have three written down there? <laughs> well, there's just <laughs> so many. I, I honestly thought that you would get this one. I typed this in my computer. I have like other options for other Let questions there's just so many i go blind I hold my one. hand yeah, i will hold wait. my yeah. hand damn it someone out there is like wanting to jump through the, <laughs> right. the, the, the <laughs> screen or whatever and strangle me for not knowing that <laughs> all right um all right what is marked as one on the periodic table carbon right 
Hydrogen. Hydrogen. Shit. Oh my god. Science is a, is a weak point. I knew for this me. was going to be this is bad. Dude, this is way harder than That's Will okay. No, no, no. I want the hard <laughs> I know, questions. I know. It's just science, right. science and help apparently me, hooting me. the blowfish. I'm a good one I know cuz I got hard ones I feel no, like. No, I am going to get some of these. I, I promise. Okay. Science is a weak spot for me. Okay. This you at first you may think is tough, but if you think about yeah. it, I think name 3 Shakespeare plays. Oh, okay. Uh Let's see. We got uh, Romeo and Juliet, obviously. Yes. Um, Othello. Yes. And uh, Hamlet. There we go. Yeah. I thought that that's. I've never I, even read any of those. I thought that was going to be just. By like the way, I the need blowfish. to study those for Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, so right? no, th- I, those I know. All right. Which English word has the most definitions? And this one's tough. They're getting tougher as they go. I thought the first one was going to be easy. Not for me. Apparently. He's asked. Uh, he asked me how many planets there were, dude. This is so yeah, hard. Yeah, but see, some people wouldn't guilty. know that. I feel guilty. I know right a lot now. of. I, I know a lot of people who wouldn't know that. Um, okay, ask it again. What word has the most definitions? Yeah, which English word has the most definitions? Help me out. It's got to be like an adjective. It's a right? three-letter word. It starts with an S. Uh, C. I mean, I don't even know. That's a tough one. Uh, what are we on right now? This is a video. A set? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how I would know that. That's a, that's a, that's a super tough question. <laughs> right. Okay, no, bring it on, It though. gets harder. Like it this. gets harder. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually... Uh, no, I'll save that one. How long... <laughs> so as you can see, these last couple ones, I got onto an animal website. So these are all animals at the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so hard. I feel uh, like yours are very specific, whereas <laughs> mine were like name three of five well, or something. did such a better job with this. Um... <laughs> How long? <laughs> how long can the wood frog hold its pee? Okay, <laughs> that's not trivia. This is bullshit. Uh, I'm gonna go four days. Uh, uh, up to eight months. Okay. Yeah. Trivia. <laughs> I'll definitely need that one for Jeopardy, folks. The wood frog. And oh <laughs> uh, God. Okay. Only two mammals enjoy spicy food. Uh, humans. Yep, there's one. Humans and pigs? I don't know. Tree shrews. <laughs> Tree shrews. These are so fucking specific. This is such bullshit. All right, hold on. You just reminded me of one that I did remember reading. Which uh, country uh, harbors over half of the world's population of pigs? And you should get this if you think about what's happened recently in the world. If I think about what's recently happened? Uh, China. Yes. Okay. Boom, cool. baby. Count that as a win for Will. Okay. That's all my that's all my questions. Okay, Smitty, you Putting got one for me? Fish, something in the wood something frog. easier, perhaps. Isn't no? that crazy? A wood frog can hold its pee for I don't eight even months. Even know what a wood frog is. <laughs> if you asked me before, if you would have said, "Guess I what would, a wood frog is?" I would have guessed like a frog someone carved out of wood. I, I, I would assume they spend a lot of their lives in the woods, around wood, yeah. or near wood, yeah, um, a swamp, perhaps. They actually hold their pee in as a part of hibernation. The bacteria in their he helps him hibernate. Someone needs to go back and review last week's questions that I, I asked know. Tyler because a lot of them were like name five of something, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, right, uh, I got one for you. Okay. This is kind of a softball, okay. I okay. think, for you. I really got to get it now. What country is Diego Maradona from? Oh, uh, Argentina. Yeah. Hey! Diego. Nice question, Famous gallery. soccer player. There we go. Sports related. Love it. I did okay there. Yeah, much I don't bad. feel that yeah. bad for not knowing how long a wood frog can go without <laughs> taking a piss. What about so. the periodic table one? That one I should have known, honestly. It's just science is a, is definitely a blind spot for me when it comes to trivia. Like I I liked a lot of like history classes. I was decent at math in school, but like in science class, like 
chemistry that like biology i was really i was poor at that time. i don't really want to be with you yeah i probably should have known that too yeah. um, unfortunately <laughs> uh, all right we got some uh some picks to give out for uh for this week's games so this is like the last weekend before the sec comes back and then we'll have full big 12 sec schedule starting next week we got games but this week we do have a few good ones uh first one we're going to get to here houston going on the road at baylor first game for both of these teams baylor's uh six and a half point favorites this line you can maybe get it around seven some places right now six and a half is a good number uh this one's tricky look uh Baylor, they're bringing back Charlie Brewer, the starting quarterback. They got seven starters on offense from what was a, a very good offense, a really good team last year. Last year uh, with Matt Rule, they went to the Big 12 championship game. They were really close to beating Oklahoma twice. They almost made the playoff. I mean, that's how close they were. But they only bring back two starters on, on uh, defense. It's really bad. They lose a lot on defense. Their new coach, Dave Aranda, comes over. He was the defensive coordinator at LSU last year and before that at wisconsin always had a really tough defense and a lot of times he did a really good job at what there was a year when wisconsin only had two starters coming back and everyone thought they would fall off and he had like a top 25 defense and so i'm interested to see how dave aranda handles that job as a head coach at baylor what they look like and then you look at houston you know houston typically was an offensive juggernaut school they play in the american but dana holgerson really struggled in his first year last year he lost the locker room he had a bunch of players uh, quit or want to transfer before you know halfway through the season and you know for that reason like Dana Holgerson's a coach that I've kind of always never I've, I just haven't been a big fan of of his results he seems like a cool guy whatever I don't think he's like a bad dude but I just don't he never won any big games at West Virginia I don't see him doing really anything big at Houston I don't know why he left West Virginia for Houston in the first place that seems like a step down not a not a step up and so for that reason I am going with Baylor here at home uh, especially if you can keep it at that six and a half. I love Baylor to cover that by a touchdown. Yeah, too many question marks here, honestly, for both teams, for me to feel confident about taking either one of them. And you were right. I mean, Dana Holgerson, I think that the reason why he ruffled some feathers is because, look, Houston for a long time, getting pretty good talent, but they didn't have that feel of a winning program. And, you mean West Virginia? Sorry. Yeah, so thank you for, for, for that. Uh, yep. And so what West Virginia... Uh, no, 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 Houston, yeah. So when when, when Daniel Holgerson comes from West Virginia, he br- he wants to change the culture, right? Right. He wants to bring this winning mentality, and I think a lot of people just, just they wanted it to be easier. They wanted it to be more of how, this isn't how it used to be. This isn't why we signed up here, you know? A lot of people said, we're done. But there were also a lot of players who said, you know, we're going to stick with this. This is a winning mentality. We right. like this. And so he did lose some of the guys. To me, that's not as much of a reason to fade, but I do have question marks. What are they going to look like this year? Are they going to be able to bounce back? You know, right. and with Baylor, they have the talent. Like they should be both these teams. If you look at their recruiting classes the last couple of years, they should have the talent with me. It's just the coaching staff. Yeah. I've total question mark with each coaching staff. Baylor, obviously newer coaches. So, uh, 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 less predictability for results. Yep. So I will, I'll, I'll go with you there and lean Baylor six and a half at home. Uh, just for that reason, I think the better players, if, they can get a good game out of their coaching staff. I think they'll uh, win this one. Yeah, I just like seven. that they're bringing back all the starters. on. Uh, like, If you were going to have it, if it was all the starters from the defense were coming back, well, we already know the defense is going to be good because of Dave Aranda, and then you'd have this big question mark at offense, whereas I feel like it works out well that they're bringing back all the guys from what was a pretty good offense last year, and then you can have Dave Aranda working on that defense, and hopefully, you know, even though they're losing starters, I just kind of feel like we will see a Baylor team that might not be quite as good as last year, but will be uh, somewhat similar. 
Yeah, and this know. is a bigger game for uh, for Houston. And as you That's mentioned, true. Holgerson, not a lot of huge wins in his past. So yeah, we go Baylor. I have a friend in Columbus Baylor. who said that uh, Columbus is close to they border West Virginia, right? And he said that uh, from what he heard from a buddy, a buddy is that. Holgerson's been kicked out of every casino along the uh, the, no the, the river that runs from he Ohio to West Virginia. He seems like there. that kind of dude, he's a, man. He's a rambling, gambling kind of guy. So <laughs> uh, sounds like he likes to party and have some fun. Yeah. Um, I don't doubt it. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, Baylor. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a dad joke. I love it. Um, uh, Central Florida, UCF, going on the road at Georgia Tech, and they are road favorites here by a touchdown. Uh, UCF minus seven. Georgia Tech obviously coming off that big win on the road, their first game against Florida State. UCF hasn't played yet. Uh, UCF, uh, obviously the best team in the American the last two years, uh, national champion recently. Of course. Right? They claimed the championship uh, with Scott Frost at the helm. Uh, they have eight starters returning on defense and offense. They got Dylan Gabriel coming back on quarter, at quarterback. This is a team that is explosive, can score a lot of points, uh, very unlike – that Florida State offense that we saw last week against Georgia Tech. And so I think what you see in this game is you see uh, UCF able to score in bunches. I think they score probably 28 points or more here. And I don't think Georgia Tech's offense is very good. I think that UCF can bottle them up. I think Georgia Tech, it, kind of like a big emotional uh, hard-fought win for them versus Florida State last week. And this is kind of a back-to-earth moment. Like, hey, we're still Georgia Tech. We're still projected to be one of the uh, the bottom teams in uh, the ACC, I'm taking UCF minus seven here. All right, let's talk through this, okay? Last week, if we can, well, if we can pull up last week's schedule again, Georgia Tech beats Florida State mm-hmm. on the road, right? Yep. And they were like 12 point underdogs. Okay, 12 point underdogs. Yes. Both of you guys said how good Florida State's defense looks. Yep. So Georgia Tech has a win against a better defense than UCF on the road. Which maybe. means two things. It looked good against. All I'd say is, is maybe it just looked good because that's because Florida State's offense was so bad. But you do have a point. You you have a good point. So that's then we have to evaluate how because it seemed like you guys were pretty into their defense thirty minutes ago. It looked good. It did look good. Okay, so they had now have experience against a better defense and they have to go home. So that does two things. That gives them confidence knowing we played a good defense and won. And that also gives real experience. We just talked about Navy and how many other countless examples to where experience matters, right? Well, if you play a team where you, the next te- the next week you get essentially a downgrade yeah. and then you get to come home, the freshman has experience. The freshman has a little bit of momentum. I kind of like Georgia tech here. Now I'm going to go UCF because UCF is clearly the more talented team. Right. And I'm not going to overreact based on one data point. If there's one thing I've learned not to do is see Georgia tech win one game and now jump on them. Right. But I just want to be clear for the audience listening that it's, I don't think it's that easy because of that very reason that we saw last week. And what I think we shouldn't do is I think what you guys were going to be quick to do, which is to completely discount that Florida state win, which I think we have to give more, a lot, more into that win than, than you guys are right now. So I think we have to notice that, recognize that that freshman played very well. That offense played very well. They scored 16 points. Yeah. It's not like they scored 48 points. Right. They scored enough to win, though, and that's what matters. So I think they're going to have momentum. I think they're going to have confidence. I think that freshman got exactly what he's looking for. They're going back home. Yep. 
So I mean, this is this is this is a very weak take on UCF, but I'm going to take UCF because I don't. I'm not comfortable enough to make it a bet board game. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, Tyler afraid to put it on the board. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. No, you're right. Look, it is. It's a square uh, a square bet to just look at UCF and think of everything in the past. But the truth is that yeah, the Florida State defense looked looked sharp against. But I didn't put a lot into. I, I didn't put a lot of stock into the Georgia Tech offense to begin with, and so it wasn't enough. To where they didn't they didn't score if they had scored twenty four against Florida State and still you know won a close game or whatever I might be you know uh, singing a different tune here. That's not the worst thing in the world though. You're That's actually true. doing a good thing by not overreacting. I just right. think that we also shouldn't underreact. Right. Well, what I'm hoping too is that maybe some some uh, people will see maybe will overreact and jump on Georgia Tech because like maybe there's actually some value there because they beat Florida State and people will say well now they're seven seven point dogs at home that, maybe maybe I'll exactly. jump on Georgia Tech and so maybe there is a little bit of, of value there that's what I'm looking to avoid yeah. is that right so that's why this is a that's why I don't want to make this a bet is because there's so much unknown going on right now so okay fair enough uh last game we got on here uh staying in the ACC Miami versus Louisville we got Louisville at home they obviously just beat Western Kentucky last week. Miami also played on this has been Thursday. Like a, what? Like a rap show? <clears throat> There's so much drama in ACC. <laughs> it's kind of hard being Louis. Yeah, this is bad. I'm not a rapper. Tyler W. That, that went sounds so fast. That yeah. went so. There you go. Yeah. All right. Tyler's the rapper. Uh, no, Louisville, they beat Western Kentucky. A tough team, really. Honestly, a, a, a good group of five team. And now they get Miami at home, a real conference matchup. Miami played Alabama Birmingham last Thursday, and they got the they win blew too. Blew it! Wait, no, they won. Oh. Miami won. But and so they they got the transfer Derek King, who's from Houston, right? This is the guy that left because he didn't get along with Dana Holgerson and that staff. So Derek King transferred to Miami. When they play at Alabama Birmingham, people were expecting maybe a big game out of Derek King, but he uh, he they didn't ask him to throw the ball very much. They ran it more. I don't know if that I didn't catch that game, so I don't know if he looked bad or if they just it was you know kind of a consequence of them being. Why did I think Miami lost their first game? They didn't. They beat. What U, was the score? They beat UAB. Uh, Smitty can bring that up. Did I they not say, cover I, the spread? They might not have covered. Yeah, I think they. Why won like am I walking 30. away with a bad taste in my mouth for Miami? It should be at the top because they played on Thursday. Uh, the, um, let's see here. Well, here we can. He'll he'll pull that up, but I just thought for some right reason there. that thirty-one fourteen. So, or is that, yeah, 31 14. Yeah, 31-14. So, huh. uh, you know, just not an impressive showing. I think they just got off least. to a bad start. Yeah, and like it wasn't an impressive showing from Derek King, who people have a lot of expectations for. People thought he'd light it up. Look, I just don't have a lot of faith in Miami at all. I don't have faith in Manny Diaz. Last year was a disaster for them. Their offense was horrible. And the defense, which everyone expected to be so good last year because in 2018 it was really good, really wasn't very good last year either. I don't see a lot of improvement coming from this year, even with Derek King. Yeah, he does – you know, offer more of an offensive threat than uh, who they were playing last year. They had uh, Nikhil Harry, a couple other guys playing when they were hurt. Um, I just don't – Miami right now doesn't uh, doesn't incite any confidence in me. M- meanwhile, Louisville, I love Scott Satterfield. I love that staff. He was so successful at Appalachian State. He did such a quick job of turning around Louisville last year. They had seven wins. They looked really good on offense and, and uh, uh, last week. And right now they're just two and a half. Some some places you can find it three. They're three point favorites at home. I think they blow out Miami. To be honest with you here, I don't think Miami is ready for this. I think Manny Diaz will be out coached, and I think that Louisville is just going to be able to score a ton of points. So I'm taking the Cardinals here. I really don't have much to add. I think he did a great job covering this. I am fading everything about Miami this year. I do not like them at all. There's not one thing that I can really point to and say I'm excited about that. Even their quarterback, Dr. King, like. 
there's so many quarterbacks in college football who I could be excited about this year. Right. Right? He's just the player everyone always talks about when you talk about Miami. I think everything is going for Louisville this game. I like minus two, and it does kind of scare me. Two because, and a half. Uh, two yeah. and a half, but Still, it, it does kind of scare me number. because it's close to zero. We talked about this last week, yeah. right? And that's why I said, I know it was 55-3, but that's why I said, if they played 10 times, it's not going to be 55-3 every single time. And it's just like this. Like, I think Louisville is the much better team. I right. think this line should be closer to like five, six. But the fact that it's two makes me go, okay, this is really close to zero. Yeah, it is scary because the I think that the betting public will kind of be saying the same thing where it's like Louisville is is, is was better than Miami last year, is right. probably better than this year. So that does kind of freak me out. But I'm putting really like all of my confidence is that I think Scott Satterfield will coach circles around Manny Diaz. I think so too. Coaching staff, big uh, big edge for Louisville. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, that's all we got for games. That's um, it. So next week we're gonna have even more games to give out as we have uh, bigger matchups. SEC comes next week, so make sure you check that out on YouTube at CFB Weekly. Tyler, your Twitter. At Tyler Walgie. I'm at Will Chambers CFB. Smitty? At Woo's Media. Woo's producer, right? Yes. Woo's producer. Woo's producer. (laughs) He knows his Twitter, folks. Uh, We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.